The Lord be with you. Welcome to Thin Places, the podcast channel of St. Aidan's Anglican Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. I'm Father Lee, the pastor here at St. Aidan's, and I want to invite you to join me here each week as we join together to share common prayer, common worship, and common life. And just as the streams feed the trees on their banks till they pour in the seas, so may my life be to all those who share this wilderness road. It's the Holy Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quintilius was governor of Syria, and all went out to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is called the Christ Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, and suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to thee, O Christ. We pray with me. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, for you are our strength and you are our Redeemer. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I invite you to be seated. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> so good to see you all here. So good on a night like tonight to be surrounded by loved ones. Our family, we have a Christmas tradition. Um, the week before the Christmas service, 
we go out and we buy the greenery that we're going to use around the sanctuary. Um, we haven't been able to do that in the last two or three years, usually because the greens run out sometime around the first week of December now. Uh, and so they're, they're, the, the pickings are slim, as they say. And uh, so, but we still like to go out and, and do a family trip on that, that last week. And, and so we've started uh, going out in the evening and looking at Christmas lights in the neighborhoods around Nicholasville and Lexington and some of the other communities around here. Well, we do that, we, uh, you know, we make some Christmas cookies and we drink some hot chocolate and we get into the car and then we turn on one of my favorite audiobooks. It's a story called The Worst Christmas Pageant Ever slash The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. It's, you know, sort of a, a blended title. <clears throat> if you haven't read that one, I'm going to encourage you to go and find a copy of it. You can get it for like a dollar or two on Kindle, uh, get a paperback copy of it somewhere. Go find that during Christmas. Sometime between now and, you know, Epiphany in a couple of weeks, find that book and read it. It'll take you about an hour. I think when I read it out loud, it takes me just under, just over an hour and a half. It's not a long book. It's a, it's a kid's book, and you'll enjoy it. But it's a story about Christmas coming to and through some of the most unlikely and unlikable family members that you can possibly imagine. It's, it's the Christmas story told from a perspective that most of the time we don't think about. What is, it, what is it like to encounter the Christmas story with fresh eyes? What is it like to have never encountered any of the stories that we tell during Christmas time and then to hear those the first time? What, was, what would the response be? And the, the story, as the story unfolds, the, the kids in the story continue to have these incredible insights into, uh, in, into Christmas, things that just... Open your eyes to, to new ways of reading scripture, new ways of understanding what our faith is and what our faith is based upon. And there's this one moment that each, each year there's a different part of it that, you know, just, is, it just grabs my attention. This year it was that there's this secondary character in the story who's a really unpleasant person for completely different reasons. Uh, it's a, she, she's a very stuck up person. And the thing that she dislikes about the, the quote-unquote bad kids in the story is that they're always making things uh, common. They're taking things that are supposed to be special in the Christmas season and making them feel kind of cheap and ordinary. She doesn't want Christmas to be ordinary. It's supposed to be special and holy and sort of la di da And there's this moment where the kids are, are enacting the nativity scene and the, the little girl playing Mary picks up the baby Jesus that's a doll and she... Pats its back. And the girl is up in, in uproar. She's she patting his back like the baby. Jesus had colic? And the narrator says, what if the baby Jesus did have colic? Maybe he did. Maybe sometimes the baby Jesus was fussy. Maybe he had a bad attitude sometimes in his babiness. <laughs> Not being able to communicate with us, you know, the way that we would imagine children could. What would it be like to have... God come to his people with colic. Think about Christmas. The thing about the incarnation that we forget so often is that the incarnation is about God becoming ordinary. It's about God becoming common. It's about God becoming one of us. Theologically, we use this really fancy term, right? And that's humble. He humbles himself. And we use that fancy term because it allows us to say, 
this is God, and he exists in this sort of other space where, you know, none of the ordinariness of our humanity impinges itself upon him. But that word, he humbles himself, obscures that truth, that truth that God came to be ordinary, that the entirety of the Christmas story, the Christmas story that Deacon Jesse just read for us a minute or two ago, is the story about God stepping into the ordinariness of our lives and transforming you and me and each other and the whole of his creation into something that is extraordinary. And he does that by becoming a person who submits himself to his creation. God comes to us so that we can change his diaper. God comes to us so that we can wrap him up and comfort him in the middle of the night. God comes to us so that we can nurse him and give life and sustenance to him. That's the kind of God that we worship. That's what Christmas is all about. That's what this celebration is about. It's about a God who comes to be one of us right here in the middle of all of the mess that we live in. It's a God who constantly, consistently shows up exactly where we're not looking he, he gives himself entirely into the care of a simple peasant girl from the trash town of Galilee. And then he reveals himself, he announces his coming by going out to a bunch of unclean, dirty outcasts who live in the hillside. And then he announces himself in the royal courts of foreign Gentile sorcerers. That's the way that God comes to be among his people. That's what Christmas means it's christmas it's god meeting you and me right here right now where we are not what we may be or not what we're trying to be or not what we hope we could be but meeting you and i right here right now in the midst of where we are god giving himself over to us i ran across an incredible poem this week written by a Christian mystic and a monk. He was a Spanish monk who lived in the 16th century. We call him John of the Cross. I just want to read this poem to us tonight and let this sink in. I want you to just sit and immerse yourselves in this mini sermon from John of the Cross. If you want, the virgin will come walking down the road, pregnant with the holy. And say, I need shelter for the night. Please take me inside your heart. My time is so close. Then, under the roof of your soul, you will witness the sublime intimacy, the divine, the Christ taking birth forever as he grasps your hand for help. For each of us is the midwife of God. Yet there, under the dome of your being, does creation come into existence eternally. Through your womb, dear pilgrim, the sacred womb of your soul, God grasps your arms for help. For each of us is his beloved servant, never far away. If you want, the virgin will come walking down the street pregnant with light, and sing. God comes into our space tonight 
like that, to give himself over to us completely. God steps into our lives just like that to allow us to wrap our arms around him. God gives himself over to us as a child, as a son, in order for us to care for him, in order for us to walk beside him. God gives himself over to you, to me, tonight. To your hands to care for him. To your heart to love him. And God is here with us tonight, calling us to follow him in the way that he is showing us now. To be human the way that we see God in Christ being human. He calls us into a new way of being human together. That's his invitation to every single one of us tonight and every night to see the virgin walking down the road and to invite her into our heart, to invite Christ into our heart and to hear the light sing. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for checking out Thin Places today. If you were blessed by your time with us and want to know more, check out anchor.fm forward slash thin dash places for more homilies, devotionals, and worship from St. Aidan's Church in Nicholasville, Kentucky. And make sure to follow us and leave a comment and join us again next time in common prayer, common worship, and common life. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Father is restored.